Hey folks, this is Greg from Gamer Pops here, and I've got Jeff on the line. Hey, Howdy. say hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. And we're going to do a little mini-review podcast today to talk about one of certainly Jeff's most anticipated games of 2016, and I think the same for a lot of other people, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, the fourth part of the Uncharted trilogy, Jeff? Is that how we should look at this? Uh, yeah, unless you count uh, Golden Abyss for the PlayStation Vita, so, but I guess it's the fourth... Yeah, it's the fourth one of the trilogy. We won't count Golden Abyss because that was sort of a standalone prequel type of idea, I guess. Also, fifth we game, don't count, fourth member. We don't count anything for the for the the Vita. <laughs> Fair Sorry. enough. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Sony, another great handheld system you put out there. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Sony's successes, and I think uh, safe to say Uncharted Four is one of them, right? Yeah, and it's, I mean, look, it's its another Uncharted game, so for better or for worse. I mean, the, I've always enjoyed the Uncharted games. I, to me, they, I enjoy them for what they are. They're a cinematic experience. They're, they're, you're playing a, a Hollywood movie, an action blockbuster type of game, and Uncharted 4 is no different. The only big difference, I think, is that it's now on the PS4. Now, I played... PS, uh, I played Uncharted 1 through 3 on the PS3, so I didn't bother getting the the HD remix for the the PS4. So the I don't have I don't can't really make that comparison, but the at least the Uncharted 4 on the PS4 looks just amazing. Uh, it, it, the game, you know, n- the way the Naughty Dog makes these games, they get all these incredible settings in mountains or in deserts or you know various places just to you know, just to show off these incredible vistas and the and the ps4 was up to the task <laughs> not that it didn't make my ps4 hum pretty wildly the, you, the ps4 tends to run a little bit warm especially of uh, the launch ones and i could tell if it's working hard to pump out a game when the fan is going <sighs> while in the background while i have to crank my volume up to go over it so it's it's delivering a lot of pixels and polygons and it certainly looks pretty pretty nice well, hopefully the the hardware issues will be addressed by the PlayStation four point five. <laughs> Listen, can we we got to keep this one on topic, or else I'll have to spend the next fifteen minutes complaining about that again. And we've already covered that on a podcast. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, if you've listened to our previous podcast, and if you haven't, come on, why not? Why not? Exactly. It's the one called Console Point Five. I think it's the Greg and Jeff show episode two or three. I can't remember right now, and I can't be bothered to look. But yeah, if you want to yeah. hear me rant about the the, the whole you know, midway console life thing, just listen to that podcast and you'll get your fix there. Yeah. But you know what? Let's 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 dwell on the positive, Jeff. That's right. There's obviously, I mean, aside from pushing your system to the limit, there's a lot of positive going on here with this game. There is. Uh besides the graphics, which are amazing and the pre- and uh, the overall presentation, which is great. I mean it's that's pretty much par for the course with a with a naughty dog developed game now. There was just this one felt just a little bit different, and and that's not a bad thing in any way, shape, or form. It was much more character-driven this time around. Like, the past games, you know, they had the characters. You know most of these characters. No one love them or hate them, whatever, as it is. And But you really, really got more of the character development side of things. You re- they, It really dove more into Nathan's relationship with Elena and you know the lo- and you know the long lost brother that comes back out of nowhere who Nathan thought was dead uh, his brother Sam and they go on this adventure together just 
and it's built so much about you know I thought you were dead and you know you know Nathan and his struggle with like being out of the game as it were like he's living a regular suburban kind of middle class life now but you know his brother appearing out of nowhere starts a new adventure again and he you know I won't spoil too much of it but you know just more so than the past games it really really started to do a lot more character development and it wasn't as heavy on the high action set pieces like yeah there were still your set pieces there's still your shootouts and things like along those lines but I, I didn't come away from the game with that one holy crap this is just crazy stupid that thing that's going on piece uh there were a lot of wow this is awesome type of experiences you know you know big action sequences you know and a lot of the typical tropes of an uncharted 4 game you know all the times that he hangs off of a cliff by one hand things breaking things blowing up i mean you still have that but there was no train say sequence from uncharted 2 there was no you know skydiving from a plane a sequence from uncharted 3 for example just a whole lot of great stuff and not one overall thing that i took away like well i'm gonna remember this sequence to you know for as long as i'm alive type of thing but again that comes back to it was so much more story focused and story driven than previous games were now not that there wasn't a whole lot of action because there was a whole lot of action uh in fact you know it's the typical uncharted game loop of you know some you're either climbing or you're exploring or you're gunfighting pretty much that's you know for those who played uncharted games that's not gonna be anything new uh more of the same but oh and also puzzles too a few environment puzzles as well to you know kind of like the whole tomb raider thing almost and this time around, though, they tweaked the gameplay li- just a little bit, especially the fights. You actually have some more stealth options, which, as an Assassin's Creed fan, felt really, really familiar. Just being able to, instead of going in guns a-blazing in every set piece, you could sneak your way through them and either avoid enemies or do stealth takedowns. You can hide in tall grass. You can hide around corners and do corner kills or, or you know, tall grass kills, and, and no one would be the wiser. If you fail at the stealth, then it's shooty, shooty, bang, bang time. Just like, you know, the and then you get in the, the gun-heavy aspects of Uncharted that we've come to know and love, right? So, but you, it just gives you a few different options to go through some of those set pieces that you didn't have in the past. And that kind of extended into the navigation and of the worlds as well. So, like, you know, I have multiple paths to climb. Uh, if I want to go through, you know, a, a desert area or a mountainous area, there may be a... It looked open, even though... Uncharted remains a linear game by nature because it's story-driven. It's narrative-driven. It's taking you through a script. The only difference is in the past where it was really heavily linear in focus, some areas they were branching past, but they all still converged into one destination. So you could go way to the left or up the middle or around to the right or just you take different paths to get to the next uh, the next piece of the of the story. But so it gave the illusion that it was a little more open world, but it's still pretty heavily scripted and, and very heavily linear, which again, that's uncharted. You know, if you don't like that then this probably wasn't going to be your game in the first place. There's not really too many surprises in this one, I don't think. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world to have a linear game. You know, that's that's essentially what we grew up with, um, and certainly we've seen enough examples of, you know, massive open world games that don't, you know, don't just don't hit the mark. So, yeah, you know, if you can do it, do it well. And I mean, it's funny because when the Uncharted franchise started, and you know, we really looked at it as like 
this is the Indiana Jones movie that, you know, Hollywood couldn't afford to make. Yeah, exactly. And now you see, like, you know, Superman versus Batman with a $250 million budget. And, okay, that is the movie that Hollywood could make. But, you know, it still somehow ends up being better. Yeah, Certainly exactly. anything's better than Batman versus Superman, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> Which we also talked about on on, the, on another podcast. Yep. Another new thing is the grappling hook, which, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm playing the game, and I'm, I, love, I love grappling hook mechanics. It, you know, whether it be Just Cause 3, which, or, or the Just Cause series, which takes us to whole other levels of stupid, in a good way. Uh, Assassin's Creed, the, the new um, syndicate. Uh, added that particular mechanic, the la- the latest Assassin's Creed game, and it was great. And same thing for Uncharted Four. And it made me realize, yes, he's done some rope swinging and, and whatnot in the past in past games. But here's a guy who, during his adventures, takes to climbing mountains and other things. Why did he only have a grappling hook for this? particular adventure it made me realize how he probably should have had one in every other uncharted game but for some reason he just decided to have one now and if you play the game there's some timeline continuity things there that kind of don't make sense because he kind of has it a long time ago and then he has it now but all those other games in between never really thought to have a grappling hook so i think it maybe it's a testament to how well it was added that i thought it kind of made me realize that they should have had this in every other, other Uncharted game that they made, but whatever. Well, and that's that's always a challenge when you're you know working with the same formula but trying to add some minor tweaks to it. Is yeah, like you know, it's not like a grappling hook is a new invention, mm-hmm. but at least it feels a little more organic than you know. One of the ones that always bugs me is the like I like the Batman Arkham games, mm-hmm. but like. Yes, Batman, now you get this. Well, this is friggin' Batman. He would have just had that, you know, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. he's Batman. But, hey, you know but what? I digress. It's sometimes we can't sweat the small stuff and just just look at the big picture and the overall entertainment value, I guess. And Uncharted 4 ends up being very entertaining. And uh, and it was a very, very fitting end, I thought, too. I, like, I was pretty satisfied with how uh, the story ended up ended up sort of closing everything off and 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 you'll hear a lot of people say there's gonna be no sequel there's no there's no sequel for this it's the story ends pretty well unless they decide to do a, a spin-off or a prequel or something on those lines this should be the last we see of most of this gang which i was sad knowing that i played the final level and realized that this is probably the last time i ever play an uncharted game with these characters i'm not one to go back and play previous games so i don't think i'd ever go back and play the other ones because there's other things i need to get to but at the same time i was happy with the way everybody's sort of lives ended up basically as it were so i guess the bottom line is uncharted 4 very you know it's a fitting end for the series uh fitting in for the characters fitting in for the story and you know it's a great way for the series to go out i think well, you can't ask for much more than that, right? We've certainly seen enough series that just go on and on and on, and Assassin's Creed, looking <coughs> at you. <laughs> you know, so there, there is something to be said in this day and age of sequelitis for, you know, a franchise that knows when its day is done and embraces that. So Yeah, I mean, there were times yeah. where, uh, and it's probably just ending at just the right time, because as I was playing the game, I I was really starting to see the formulaic 
aspect of it popped through like i knew oh yeah there oh something just closed behind me again you know where the, the old trope of the door closing behind you to cut you off from going backwards right the game likes to really take you almost on rails through its story and doesn't let you backtrack a whole heck of a lot so in certain it, it'll let you once you get to a certain section it closes it off behind you whether it be a mine collapses behind you or a door closes and locks behind you that kind of thing i knew oh yeah that's like making me go forward and it just it's just things like that like i started to recognize on a meta level some all of the different tropes and all the different and this someone could do a whole case study on a game design and level design for the this type of game and how it really steers the player and makes you go a certain way through all the different little different uh, mechanics that it that it utilizes but that's another discussion for another time for someone who's got way more time and interest than i do (laughs) sounds like a plan but in the end, we'll just sum it up by saying that if you're a PlayStation 4 owner, Uncharted 4, pretty much a must-own, right? Pretty much. Unless you never like this series to begin with, yeah. but then maybe you wouldn't. But even then, it's 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 worth taking a look at the game anyway. But again, if you hate the series, you're not going to see much else to change your mind on this one. Yeah, but the good news is, if and if you haven't played it, is there is the, uh, the remastered collection, which I own, which I haven't played yet, but... <laughs> I own, um, you know, that you can you can start from the beginning, which I'm actually looking forward to and then playing through because I pl- personally I played the first one and then part I don't think I, I think I've only just like seen highlights of two and three and or maybe I've played a demo. You really should get yeah. on that. And of course, I've played Tomb Raider, which is just uncharted with shorts. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities. The, the, but, and some of the yeah. mechanics are quite a few mechanics are the same, except climbing's a little bit different. So there are times where I was still playing it with the Tomb Raider controls and realizing, why isn't he climbing all the way up? Oh, right. I have to press X to finish uh, pulling myself off a ledge where Lara would do it automatically. But yeah, but there's a lot of similarities having to play them so close together. Well, clearly it was, uh, you know, a, a real inspiration to the folks making the new Tomb Raider games. And oh, Tomb Raider is way more of an RPG, though. I will say that Nathan yeah. Drake never progresses. He never gets really better at anything. Doesn't acquire new skills or anything. he just finds new guns every so often. It's like it really, it's really more Uncharted's really more of of an interactive movie, whereas Tomb Raider is a lot more of a game with with when her finding things and new skills and new guns and leveling up her guns and they, like Nathan Drake dev- doesn't level up Nathan Drake just goes in with everything to begin with nice so and you know what that's why we love them exactly don't overcomplicate things no. they both have their their positives yeah so right. again you shouldn't overcomplicate things you should go buy this game because it's a lot of fun exactly and with that I'm Jeff I'm Greg thanks hey. for listening to the gamer pops podcast review of uncharted 4 a thief's end and yes It actually is the end. Okay, we're we're back for a quick second here, because after signing off, we realized something. We went through an entire Uncharted review there, a good 12 minutes of conversation about one of the, you know, the best franchises in gaming. We didn't make a single Drake joke. And as Canadians, that's unacceptable. I think it's against the law, isn't it? To make fun of Drake? To, 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 to not... To, no, to, to not, not mention Drake. Drake. <laughs> yeah. But he's so adequate. <laughs> His beats are so... Things. It, it, okay, yeah, so... I, I don't... I don't really have any Drake jokes. I mean... He has some you know. solid songs, but most... It's just... 
I'm sorry. He's he's still more well known for being a basketball fan, I think. And <laughs> Jimmy from Degrassi. Yeah, I know yes. that was just a TV show, Jeff, but it's real to me. Damn it! It's still real to me. Damn it! Have you ever seen the meme of Drake being every basketball player's girlfriend? Yep. <laughs> this is the funniest thing, especially <laughs> the one the bottom right where he's just being hugged by one guy and he just got this looking up at him, grin in his face like he's so in love. <laughs> And that's that's a Drake adventure that's never going to end. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later, folks. Drake, the type of guy whose eyes roll back in his head when he eats chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good. Uh, Drake, the type of guy to hold a bruised banana and ask it, who did this to you? Drake, the type of guy to kick his leg back when you hug his homies. <laughs> yep. Drake, the type of guy to steal your girl and cry about it with you. <laughs> the type of guy to catch a kiss you blow at him and put it in his chest pocket. <laughs> uh, Drake, the type of guy to safely remove a flash drive. <laughs> Oh, you'll like this one with having kids. Drake, the type of guy that pretends to be asleep when he gets home at night so his boys have to carry him inside.